I mean, what can I say? The biggest. <laughs> as, he, as he likes to say, the biggest. Um, you know, um, we back at it again, man. It's your boy Chad Day from Needle to the Groove. Um, you know, again with my guy. Uh, you know, shout out to him because he'll make time for this, man. That's all I really ask, man. I mean, I know all y'all DJs is really busy. You know, all y'all creators in the city are so busy. But, uh, you know, again, my guy has made time uh, to hang out with me and chop it up. Um, coming off a uh, spectacular uh, event. Uh, I mean... You know, one of the biggest <laughs> parties, not only uh, Columbus, Ohio, but the whole Midwest and, um, you know, dare I say the whole East Coast uh, as of right now. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> you know, um, and we'll get into all that talk, man. But, you know, what's funny is like when I tell people the numbers, it's like, oh. <laughs> you know. And, you know, and again, I got nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I'm not in that crew, you know what I'm saying? I just show love, and I get the love back, so, you know. Um, but um, without further ado, man, I'd like to welcome DJ Burn back to Needle to the Groove. So this is a collab episode, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. going to be on his platform, it's going to be on mine. Um, thank you again, my brother, for taking this time out and rocking with me. Um, no problem. You know, uh, this is definitely a, a huge deal. It's the first crossover uh, podcast so shout out to all the uh listeners uh put it on record uh i know y'all feel abandoned we ain't had an episode in uh like <laughs> eight months however the last episode shout out to aisha irene she dropped a lot of gems on y'all for as uh as far as people that's trying to make a career out of this and as far as i getting corporate gigs so uh we back at it and uh this is the best way to jump it back off you know with uh dj trav dave and you know because this is a collab podcast i have some questions for you too but we will get into that later <laughs> You want to know what's crazy, though? Our last interview together doing for Needle to the Groove was, no, for uh, Put It on a Record was in January. Ah. And, you know, that was the beginning of the year. I went back and listened to it, man. I just wanted to, um, you know, I went, went back and revisited it because I wanted to see my growth as a DJ, my growth in my confidence as a DJ, and just to see where we, we were at. And it's crazy because I talked about spending that another horn soda, and you know, look at look at God, look at God. My, the DJ Burn pose. <laughs> that's you know, I mean, that's just my mood because you know I've been uh, telling people for a very long time what it is, and when they come see it and they look at me, I just gotta give them the struggle. Like I told you, <laughs> I told you. So let's get let's jump right into this, man. Let's uh, recap the six anniversary of orange soda um actually let's start from the fifth anniversary of orange soda where um again i was a dj um you know i had a guest set and i super appreciate you uh for that and the team for that from that date from the fifth one what was the process going all the way through to the sixth one that's a great question um so the fifth anniversary, um, we were specific about just booking um, the DJs that we've had in the past and DJs here in Columbus because uh, the fifth anniversary was all about doing it for the city. So 
we didn't have no big national name come through. It was just me, Reva, IQ, you, Trig, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. And yeah, uh, it was big. We had that forum. Shout out to Bobby. He always looking out. Um, and ever since then, the intention that we have going with Orange Soda is to is all about growth. And as you know, um, Columbus is not really a destination city. So going into this year, I'm like, how can we get more eyes in front of what we got going? So it was intentional this year to book out of town DJs, national DJs. We had a DJ from LA, a DJ from Chicago, a DJ from Detroit. Um, and, you know, just making sure that other people came and see what we got going. And also just to elevate everything as well. Um, this year we were all about, you know, making sure the marketing was a one, um, making sure that the experience itself was a one as far as like different activations and different things you can do when you come to orange soda rather other than just, you know, listen to music and have a good time. And we did that, um, throughout the year. Um, we were at the key. Uh, we, we actually, we broke open the key. We was the first big event there. And, yeah. Um, uh, as far as, you know, we can talk numbers later, but if you ask the key, their top five um, bar nights, all five of them is orange soda as of right now. Um, and that night, that's excluding nobody. Um, so the key, Scully's has always been a, a good spot for us and forum. So we rotated that. We also, this year, we were in Chicago um, at Tribe. We were in Cincinnati at Cinema. Um, and- why, why, why are you on the Chicago topic? I'm going to tell you, I was tight because, like, I know niggas is going to Chicago, but then I seen, like, you know, uh, I think I seen Leon and Marlon post something. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I almost felt like, damn, I didn't get the invite. Like, I wanted to run Chicago. Uh, nah, so... I don't know if you know, but that weekend was the uh, two Beyonce concerts back to back. So a lot of people was in Chicago from Columbus because of that. And so that was okay. tr- strategic on our part. We had a day party right before the Beyonce concert. And so people pulled up to that before they went there. And that's why Leon and a bunch of other people uh, came from Columbus. Um, and actually uh, people from Columbus that was from other places was going to the Chicago show. So they all came in. Um, we had a ball there to the to the fact where. I guess tribe expected us to do a certain number at the bar. We double that and they want us to come back the next month, but we're going to, we're going to save that play for 2024. Um, and yeah, like I said, uh, anniversary party, uh, six year anniversary. That was just past Friday. Um, at the key had many fresh and, uh, I'm pretty sure we have over 1100 people in the key, which I don't think any other event well, very few events, have the whole building to themselves. We, we even us, yes. we normally have the, just the event space where we had the whole building to ourselves. We had at least 1100 people in there and excuse me. Um, it was a good time. So, um, originally though, when it was announced that you guys were doing a six year anniversary, it was supposed to be at the Newport. Right. Um, and then uh, audible was called, uh, called, um, it's, Whatever details you can tell us, like, why did the venue change? Because the Newport is low-key historic in Columbus, Ohio. So what I can share is that doing it at the Newport is big, you know, big concert venue, like, you know, and not too many people that don't have a record deal can can perform there. So we got the opportunity to have Orange Soda there. 
Um, we were excited about it and we had a whole play together as far as performances, not just DJs, but like, um, you know, performing acts and that really didn't work out the way we wanted to. And on top of that, um, I don't want to, I'm not here to shit on the Newport, but we, we couldn't control the ticket pricing like we wanted to. And we wanted to make sure that orange soda was um familiar and not just uh you know we don't want to cross the threshold of it turning into something that it never intended to be so it was a better play to have it at the key um and they welcome us with open arms we definitely want to do the newport in the future and uh they were very uh hospitable um when we did make the switch um there was no love lost um they definitely looked out for us as far as the uh, commitment was concerned. Cause you know, some places like, Oh, you already locked in too bad, but yeah, you know, for, <laughs> for sure. They let us out of that. And look at that 10 days before the event, we switched the venue and sold a thousand tickets in a week. Very, very impressive. Um, were there treats and tricks that we, we, we probably would have got at the Newport. Um, <laughs> that, I, that honestly, no to play. Honestly, no. Um, and I think the key was a better uh, move anyway, because, you know, the Newport being a performance venue, like the crowd and the stage are f- way far apart. And there's no way it like it's like you can't even really interact with the DJs. And, you know, me, like I'm trying to do a boiler room. I, like, I'm like, I'm cool. With people on top of me. <laughs> low key pause. Um, and but as far as like um, the, the setup. Um, shout out to Spline Drip. They came through and did the uh, the visuals, the, the the screen and the lights. Uh, we were going to have them at the the Newport. That uh, 106 and Park backdrop they put up there, the graphics, like that was all going to be the same. <laughs> um, it probably would have been a little fire. bit more furniture on the stage at the Newport, but I ultimately feel like it was a better experience. A lot of people actually surprisingly said, I'm glad y'all having it at the key and not the Newport because the Newport just felt less intimate. And like I said, something we can run back in the future. But for now, we just wanted to give the people what they wanted in Columbus. And um, the, the the key was the uh, the move for that. With the key, who's uh, was it a collective that came up to activate the whole key? Because like I've, um, you know, I did a live podcast in there. Shout out to Bobby Couch. I did one with, uh, you know, he had uh, what we talking about in there. And we did that. Obviously, I, I was at the first Orange Soda at the Key. Shout right. out to B.I. for giving me the, the the tour of the Key. Then, um, but yeah, what's like? What was the thought process for activating the whole the whole? Um, earlier this summer, I DJed uh, First Fridays in there. They had a white party, and I saw kind of how they played it. Like you know, when you walk in, there's an art gallery on the left. There's the cafe. There's a restaurant. There's a gaming area, and I'm like. There's different things we can do in all these spaces. So I definitely want to make sure kind of like when you go to a, a, a real house party, you know, like there's the main room, but there's probably there's stuff going on in other rooms and even like DJs in other rooms. So we had you in one room, uh, you know, providing a different vibe. Shout out to Sequel and Rod. They was over by the restaurant providing a different vibe and what was in the main room. And there's supposed to be a PlayStation 2 there, um, but I forgot one of the cores. My bad. Uh, but that was one of the activations. Um, we had uh, some photo collages of uh, classic 2000s album covers and movie posters that you can take pictures in front of. Um, we had a photo collage up front. Of, we basically took a bunch of pictures from all of our events, printed them out, and left them out for people. 
Um, and some people actually took them, which that was actually the intent. Like you see yourself, you like see a picture you like, take that home. <laughs> like, like that's for you. Um, and so we basically, like I said, just wanted to give people an experience other than coming in and watching me DJ, watching Manny first DJ and dance. Like you can go chill. You can, and also we had all the bars activated too. And I'm pretty sure the restaurant's open. So you can get food and drink. You can sit down, listen to what Sequel and Rob was doing, listen to what you was doing. And then when the headliner come on, you can come in there because that room doesn't hold a thousand people, but the whole building holds 1300. So yeah. just imagine trying to put a thousand people in that, in, in that room, which. I mean, it's not a little room, but when you get a thousand people in there, people are going to be on top of each other. So having a whole venue and having different vibes in different rooms was important. Um, still talk about the anniversary. What was the thought process to even hire me, Ra, and Sequel? Like, you know, um, besides, you know, um, like you could have got anybody really. So what was the ideal behind us three and why? Well, there's a couple of things behind that. One, we wanted a certain vibe in each room and we felt like you three could deliver that better than anybody else. Um, you, your room was two, uh, 2016, which is a pivotal year. And a, a lot of, you know, our party's around neo nostalgia. So that's nostalgia for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and then the, the R and B joints, uh, also something that we don't do in the main room a lot. So you can get it off in there. And for sequel and raw, we were thinking more two thousands islands vibes, soca vibes, and you know raw all over that. And 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 also, you guys are all great DJs in your own right, and you all come from different um, pockets of the city and the culture. So bringing y'all together will give everybody a variety instead of just hearing me DJ and people that come up under me DJ. You know, it's like having somebody different there will, will, will definitely put a different style. And like I said, it's all cohesive, but it's just a better variety with these particular DJs. So a lot of thought process went into that and I think it came out great. Well, I definitely, uh, you know, shameless plug. I appreciate it because I, I have fun um, rocking, you know, the 2016, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, just because we have candid, honest conversations all the time, you know, the 2016, I was like, damn, they tried to put me in a, in a box, but then, once I actually went through like a couple playlists and seen, I'm like, there were so many joints, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, but then I was like, all right, um, long as I can, you know, I, I told B.I. and, uh, well, I asked B.I. and you, I said, yo, I'm going to play some R&B joints too. Obviously, I know not to play the joints that y'all probably might play or what Manny Fresh might play or what Reva might play, but, you know, I, I want to get some R&B joints out too. Right. And, uh, you know, I caught a vibe out there. Like, people was dancing, and you know what I'm saying? So it, it got very interactive with me. And um, uh, also, you know, another shameless plug, this is the first time I did mic work, pause. Yeah. Like, I was, I was uh, you know, I was hosting while I was, because it, it was such a big venue, you know, space. It was space, so I wanted to talk to the people right. instead of just sit up there and just play music. So, you know, I was practicing you know, talking on the mic while I was DJing. So I, I definitely appreciate that. Right. And um, I did check out Rob for a second and he, he was killing it. Yeah. Rob's dope. Sequel is dope. Um, you're dope. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned this every other time I've been on this podcast, but shout out to Rich Nice because I always thought that I could just play music and that would be <laughs> good enough. But the way, you know, Rich Nice, dope ass DJ, but the way he oh, used the mic also... Just, just elevates that and he showed me just by me watching him is that there's a way you can balance it out and not be a, the annoying dude on the mic 
but also be a yeah. dope DJ and just, you know, like, you know, uh, command the crowd because unless you got an MC that's going to follow you around and do it for you, which, I mean, that's splitting up your money, you know, it's very important for DJs to <laughs> know how to use the mic for us, for things other than, A, if you got a red Honda that's about to get towed, like, you, you know, you, yeah. you, like you controlling the crowd with the music so you can say whatever you want on the mic and just, just make sure it's intriguing and get people going, so. Where, where, so, um, from let's do this from from the fifth year anniversary to uh you know the sixth one um what was some of the highlights for you within that year what some of the things that you accomplished what were some of the goals that you had set that you did reach um whether you know however it is get better as a dj buy more equipment rocking more spots um like how that's the marker point from the fifth year anniversary to the sixth year anniversary. How much did you grow as a DJ and as a businessman? Um, there's so many different things. I know I'm going to forget something, but what, what immediately comes to mind, you said hardware. I was able to get the uh, Rev 7. I love that controller. Um, probably the best controller. I'm like, I used to take turntables to Orange Soda, and I don't have to because the Rev 7 is the best of both worlds. Um, I was also able to, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, fresh, you know. I, I use the rain hour soda too, you know, like, you know, you, that, you that's dope too. <laughs> um, as far as equipment, like, I feel like I've, uh, solidified, um, uh, my, 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 my PA setup. Oh, I also bought some moving headlights to go with my wash lights. So now I got the full light package for weddings and you can charge more for that. So that's why it's important. Um, as far as the sound, I got two complete setups, um, with a small setup and a big setup, which can be used for various events and uh, for, for weddings that need the, the entire thing. You know, we, we got that. Um, so that, 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 that that's far as equipment is concerned. As far as my checklist, um, the only one I, that always sticks out in my head is that I, I did want to DJ in every time zone. And unfortunately, I didn't get to do mountain time because that's either Colorado or Arizona. And I haven't, I mean, at this moment, November 29th, I haven't been able to do it yet. But, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But um, Central Time, I was in Chicago. Uh, of course, I'm here. And I was also in D.C. Big shout to Don't Fresh. She told me that she wanted to DJ in D.C. So uh, we hollered at Chubby Swag. And he got us, bro, in the dead smack of D.C., U Street and 14th at Law Society. <laughs> You can't, um, you can't get more DC than that, bro. That was like, and it, it's a prime time <laughs> venue. Like this ain't prime time. Like they had CDJ three thousands and a Nexus mixer. That's a ten thousand dollars setup. Like so, ain't nobody, ain't everybody just ain't walking in there, um, DJing. So we got to do that. Um, I got the DJ in LA uh, a couple times at the Dime. Big shout out to the Dime. Big shout out to DJ As Is and Chubby Swag for putting that play together. Um, oh, uh, content wise, I, I know we're gonna talk about that, but yeah, um, going to Vegas and shooting that, um, house music mix in the car, driving down the uh, Vegas strip <laughs> with your wife. Uh, no, that was, um, that actually, that, that was, you know, Stacy, right? You know, Stacy. Oh, that was Stacy. Yeah, Stacy was, you know, Stacy live in Vegas. Yeah, she does. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. she drove. I whipped it and, you know, we, we drove down the strip from the Seven Magic Mountains, if you're familiar with that, to uh, downtown L.A., I mean, downtown Vegas. Uh, uh, and, and we caught the sun sunset. That was on purpose. And I did a little house mix and that <laughs> kind of went crazy. Um, 
and just being able to create a content in general. And when, probably the last thing I want to mention is that Stacy asked me to teach her how to DJ. So I got another student that's in the fold and, you know, she's house music crazy. So she's about to take off. Um, yeah. So that was the biggest accomplishments. And then on top of that, all the DJs that I admire and I respect um, that I follow on social media, be, being able to meet a lot of them in LA and DC um, and some coming here, like that was just, that was great. Like networking has been very big this year for me. And um, yeah, that was just some of the highlights. And of course there's all the weddings that I did um, all the venues. Uh, cool joints. Oh yeah. Uh, big. Sh- <laughs> I, I can't talk about Reynoldsburg uh, homecoming, but big shout yeah, to yeah, Reynoldsburg. Yeah, yeah. And Groveport because we, uh, if you know, you know, if you know, you know I am uh, going to be at Groveport and Reynoldsburg prom this spring. So shout out to them. Oh, and, and I did a uh, shout out to Crate for uh, giving me the alley oop on a uh, Grandview Heights homecoming. They had a good time. And I guess that's something Crate usually does. And he called me and he didn't have to. So shout out to Crate. Shout out to uh, Crate Digger. That's, that's bro too. Um, Last time we uh, really spoke on like on like the social webs or whatever, um, it was IG Live. You just hit what was it fifteen thousand? Bro, I'm losing count. I don't know what the count was. No, uh, <laughs> it was a uh, it was fifteen. Yeah, and uh, it was funny because she was like, "Man, when I go fifteen, you mind going live with me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like oh yeah, like let's talk about it." You know what I'm saying? And then like. By the time we were done talking, it was at like 17 or 18. I'm like, it's not stopping. And then you was like, I'm going to do one at 20, but you just never really followed up. Right. Because, yeah, it's going crazy. Now, let's have a, let's have a, you know, a, us conversation like we usually do. In Columbus, Ohio, if you're not on the radio and you're not doing like on a festival tour, you know, something like that, it's very hard to get 20,000 followers. Facts. You know, in Columbus, Ohio, like we get it. If you're in LA and you're some popping, you're in New York, Atlanta, yeah, we get it. This is not that, folks. So, you know, um, creating your content, like how? What's the obviously the benefits of it? But what it? What are the benefits? And what is the negative side of it? So, as of this moment, I just want to. Like make a marker. I'm at twenty point nine thousand. Okay, all right. So I'm about to hit twenty one thousand. We're gonna be at thirty before the end of the year, uh, Lord willing. Um, and really, content creation. Well, let's back up. Like you said, like Columbus, like we said, um, at this moment doesn't have a lot of outlets when it comes to the entertainment industry and to hip hop in general. Uh, I'm gonna change that, but you know, at, at the moment, it's hard to get your name out there. So um, I did revert back to what I learned last summer is that the reason why somebody like uh, DJ Chubby Swag found me is because he just saw my content on IG and thought it was thought it was funny and dope and he wanted to blow it up. So I was like, I, at one point this year, I kind of slowed down on the content because I mean, I was getting numbers, but it's like, you know, life be life in. And so I'm like, right. I'm too busy. But then I was like, I need to get back to this one because I bought that rain mixer and I said, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to use it as much as I can to make content just so I have a setup in the house because I was using my Pioneer mixer to move around. So I'm like, um, I'm still paying for this mixer. I need to keep going making content. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I, I think I read something on Twitter. Um, the dude that made um, 
I think his name is Remix Sway God or something. The dude that made yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, I guess it was the sixth anniversary of him making that. And he was like, I just made it and put it on on, on the internet, and somebody caught it and retweeted it and it took off. So he was like, "Don't never not make content because you never know what's going to blow." And so I was like, "Well, let me get back right. to making this content." And you know, because we do orange soda, I know people like nostalgia. And I also know people like lists. So I'm like, let me just make these lists of songs from certain years and then do a little quick mix, put it up and see what happens. And, you know, uh, I was doing that, got some good numbers. And one just took off. I don't know why it was an R&B one. I have no idea why it took off. The first song was Avant. I don't know if people like Avant, <laughs> but at, at, as of right now. Like, mine, that Avant song? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> and uh, as of this moment, um, I think I posted that in August. As of this moment, I got 1.2 million views. And uh, I went from 5,000 followers, like I said, almost 21,000 now, just, just off of that. And so, you know, how Instagram works is once they follow you, then they see all your stuff in the feed. So I'm like, all right, I got to keep delivering. I keep delivering. Shout out to um, my dude, Destin. That's a Carpe DMG on Instagram. he be doing the get ready with me joints. He always, crazy. yeah, he, he went from 30 to like, I think he got almost at 200 now. Um, and he always tell me, he always give me gems and tips and he was just like, bro, you got to stay consistent. You got to post a reel for this. You got to post a carousel for this. And so, um, you said, uh, the advantages is, um, well, the advantages and disadvantages. So the advantage of making content is like, people are always on their phones, like more so than they're in front of a computer, more so than they do anything else. They're always on their phone. More so than they pay attention to their kids. Right. To the point where like, I've noticed that like, if you get in the elevator with somebody, it's awkward. First thing they do, pull out their phone. So, and you know, it's kids, it's all over the world. So the advantage is if you, and, and, you know, a reel is only 90 seconds and 60 seconds on YouTube. So if you make some short form content that is interesting and that's entertaining, people are going to want more than that. So they'll follow you, they'll repost right. it, they'll like it. And the advantage is now I can name probably like five or six gigs that I got that were strictly off the fact that I had 20,000 followers. Like people are like, like. I'm no, and I said this before, I said to you before, I'm no better DJ than I was this summer. But now that I got all these followers, people are like, oh man, you popping, you hot, you know what I'm saying? We got to get you on XYZ. And paying for that blue check, which that's a whole nother conversation. If you don't own a business, there's no reason to probably pay for that. But if you do, you know the advantages of it. So when you got a blue yeah. check and you, you got them followers on Instagram, other people, other national people, if you comment on something that they do, they'll look at you, see you got a blue check, click on your profile, see you got followers. Like, okay, well, let me see what he's about. And then when they go to your post, some people buy their followers and only got three likes. You got 30,000 followers and three likes. You obviously got fake followers, but mine, the numbers match up because they're all real followers. And so it just brings more attention and awareness to you as an artist in this uh, entertainment game. Unfortunately, if you want to be in the business, the business is ran by numbers. And so now <laughs> I, got, I, I feel like I've always had the talent, but now I got the numbers to back it up. The disadvantage is people will see this content like real DJs that don't know no better business wise would be like, or not even real DJs, like people in general. They're like, oh, he's not really mixing, like, you know, or uh, <laughs> these songs is whack and, Oh, like this is trash or yeah. The main thing I hear is that I'm not really mixing. And let me just tell you, 
I'm probably better than every DJ you know before you type that, first of all. Secondly, um, this is an advertisement. Like, just because I do this on IG don't mean that I'm going to go in the club and, and fuck up. Like, I don't know how to blend or transition. Like, <laughs> I, I do this. So the negative is, like, people try to pigeonhole you. Like, oh, that's all, the, that, that, that's all you know how to do. But I feel like that's just a narrow-minded stance from a small um, audience of people. The majority of people love it. They always comment on it. And it also gets the conversation going. Like people would be like, oh, I fuck with all them songs except for number seven. Um, somebody asked me about Lumi D being the R&B song. And I, and I was like, well, was it, was it Test Move? No, somebody else did. And, and, and so I was like, well, uh, the, the Wikipedia says R&B, but let's ask the person that made it. And I added him. And I'm pretty sure because he saw the numbers, he saw the blue check. He came in and commented like, no, uh, it's actually whatever he said. It wasn't R&B, but just the fact that you know, yeah. I can make a comment like that. And because of the numbers, somebody will actually chime in instead of just being like, who the fuck is this? This is nobody. I'm not going to comment. So it's positives Test and negatives. Bro, yeah. There's <laughs> uh, positives and negatives, but there's way more positives. So if you, like I said, I always say, if you want to be a DJ, that's cool. And you work on your technique, your blends, your scratches, all that. If you want to be in the DJ business, you got to make content. Yeah, I'm Every day I'm learning that that you know I'm getting nicer and nicer and nicer, and but I'm like, all right, you know, you always and you specifically, Travi, one foot in, one foot out. You know, you you like DJ, but do you really want to DJ? Do you want right. to be? You know, like because you know you ask me all this advice about content, but you know <laughs> what like, you gonna like, do with it? Where's that? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um. Since, uh, you know, we talked about, or you just mentioned how some people are like, oh, he's not blending records. Uh, he, not, he, just, he just throwing songs up there. And why is that a mentality in Columbus, Ohio? Why is, why is it frowned upon when you do create content like that? Like, what's, what is wrong with the city? <laughs> Why are we like that? Um, so, of course, I don't have the answer to this, but I can give you yeah, my best course, guess. But yeah, in your opinion, why, why, why is the city like? You know, when somebody is doing something good and it's just not their crew, it always feels like ah, that's cool, but they don't really I, in it like they should. I feel like people here having um a a complex where they feel inferior or they don't want to feel inferior um, to take it back a, a step before. I think somehow sometime along the lines of the world, it stopped being cool to just be a regular person. Like people mm-hmm. can't stand to just like, like, like people used to talk down on call center work. Like that's a good job. If you don't have a college degree, <laughs> I don't know why people think that's a bad job. And I don't know why it's frowned upon. If you just work at a call center, go home, pay, you know, pay your bills, take care of your kids or your spouse or whatever, and just chill. So I think everybody wants to do something. They want to do something creative. DJing is, it has a low barrier entry. Like it's easier to do that than to rap. Cause you don't have to be really creative. You just got to play other people's music. And because yeah, of that, awesome. I feel like, um, when people see somebody doing something, it's really like, oh, my man's do that, so I'm not impressed, or oh, that's just burn. Me and him went to high school together. I used to work with him. He ain't nobody. When what they're really saying is like, I don't want to feel like he's better than me. 
uh, which I mean, I truly feel like, you know, we're all human beings. We, you know, we, we all bleed the same blood. We all going to die one day. So from that aspect, we all are the same and everything is equal. But when it comes to DJing, we not equal. And so <laughs> and, 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 and neither is the people that, you know. And so it's people also don't want to see people more successful than them for any reason, even if that person is not trying. So it's like they don't want to prop somebody up for doing something big, they're like, well, what about me? Or how can I get the opportunity? Whether they're ready for it, whether they deserve it or not, it's like, I, I see what they're doing, but I want that too. I want to shine too. Or I, not even the same like lane. I, like I do something special as well. Where's my shine? And, and it's really a crabs in a barrel mentality. And it it's really because <laughs> there are so many, there, there's so few outlets for creatives here to go beyond the city is like they I, th I think people feel like one person make it that's the last opportunity is it it's over and oh, and, and it's not going to be you it's going to be somebody else and that's the craziest thing to me um dj specifically i used to be one of them you know, bro for years for probably 10 years like why them and not me i'm better than them why they get that yeah. look and not me and then I realized, like, instead of saying that, I need to tell myself, how do I get looks for myself? How do I build my own? Like, like, for example, you, like, let's say we didn't know each other. And you like, man, I'm better than burn. Like, I should be doing orange soda. You think Marlon going to be like, you know what? You're right. Come on over here. Like, no. Like, <laughs> like, 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 why? Instead, you know, if this, in this made up scenario, you should yeah. go create your own party, get your buzz up, you know, and then. Um, once you get to a level where other people are taking notice, then it's, then it's like, oh, damn, we need to have Trav here because he doing his thing. Or you could be like, you know, I'm going to come up. I, I, I'm just trying to get a look. I, I come to your party. I fuck with it. And I fuck with what you do genuinely. So if there's an opportunity for me to DJ, you know, let me know and I can come through. But people, people can't be humble and, and do that. People are like, I deserve, I deserve, you should be calling me um, or I'm popping or I can do that too. And it's just, it's not productive. And once I got out of that negative mindset of hating on other people and just focusing yeah. on what I can do, uh, my career took off. So definitely people need to stop hating from the keyboard. And this is not just DJing. This is rapping. This is all of it. Photography, <laughs> artists. Like if you look at somebody else and be like, why them? You should be you should be looking at yourself and like, like, what do I need to do to get where I want to go, regardless of whoever else got the look that I feel like they don't deserve or whatever. With you having the, um, you know, the biggest party um, in Ohio with uh, the success you have from you know, year five to year six, um, do you still feel underrated or underappreciated in Columbus? Um, so here's another Jim. I'm Jim Jones today. Um, I stopped complaining about this shit online because DJs don't nobody care. Like your fans don't care who, like what's unfair and who's doing what. And like, nobody cares. They just want to hear you play music and they want to hear your takes on music. So I'm only going to say this because you asked me this, but yes, I feel underrated and underappreciated. I'll be doing, I'll be at certain events and functions doing the craziest blends and mashups and people be looking at me like, can you play to me? <laughs> <laughs> or can you play sexy? Yeah. I'm like, I'm going crazy over here. And I'll I, <laughs> I, 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 I tell you what, 
I had the uh, privilege of doing um, the first black alumni tailgate at Xavier um, this past fall. And um, I can't tell you so many people that I don't know that don't owe me nothing came to me and said, bro, you are going crazy. I don't even like, where'd you come from? Where are you from? <laughs> uh, several different people. And, and not just the people that was there, like um, the alumni group, the older people was telling the organization that booked me, like the DJ knew what he was doing. He knew how to control the crowd. And that really like, that's what I'll be looking for. And I think people here just, they're so used to mediocrity or whatever the word is that when I do something like all they want to hear is the songs that they want to hear and they want to yeah. hear them in rapid succession. And so <laughs> I feel like I'll be wasting my time. A lot of times even putting energy into this session, I could just press play. So to answer your question, yes, I feel underrated and underappreciated. There are some promoters that have never booked me for anything. Um, there are premier spots in the city that use DJs and I've never been there. Um, and I don't know what the problem is. Like these are not people I have personal problems with. Um, I can play every I've done weddings for uh a multicultural people and played everything from Elvis to I play sexy red at the Columbus Museum of Art. Like I can do anything anywhere. And for some reason, people are not booking me for certain spots. And so, like once again, instead of being like, man, why they ain't doing this for me? And I'm not about to come to you and beg you for no gig either. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just keep right, elevating right. to where <laughs> I'm going to say this on the podcast too, because I say this to Trek all the time. There are people that I know don't fuck with me that come to me, shake my hand, give me a hug, give me dap and respect. And I know nothing grinds their gears more is the fact that they got to speak to me because of orange soda. <laughs> and so I'm going to just keep doing that. And so yeah. when it gets to the point where everybody asking you why you ain't book burning, now you got to book me. Then we got to talk about the price. Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> as a, as a DJ, there, especially in the last six months, I want to say, or last three months, let's say last three months, nothing has been more exciting to me than getting through a night without having to play to me, bro. Yeah. If I can get through because I'm going so crazy that I don't have to play the to me in line dance, I'm like, yes, I absolutely so, won. <laughs> so now what I do is this. I'll play Tamiya, but I'm going to mix that with something else. So I've done Fuck You Mean. I've done R.A. Linux Pressure. Just oh, anything yeah. that's around that 70, this. 75 BPM. I've done Young Dolph Preach. I'm like, if y'all want a line dance, cool. I'm going to start out with, I'm going to give you one verse of uh, Tamiya the original way, and then I'm going to turn this bitch up. So, yeah. Word. Um, with, you used to do the mashups. Um, you stopped. Oh, you, you muted, brother. Uh, Yep. I don't think I... I slowed down on them, and I'm going to tell you why. Slow down. Yeah. Um... In my Instagram or my algorithm, I know people people send me mashups all the time. We're gonna talk about it too. I don't know why y'all send me that. Send me other people's shit. Y'all don't share my shit. But people um send me mashups all the time, and I know that works well. What works best on my algorithm to grow my followers is to do top tens. Um, and plus a lot of mashups, they just gotta be dope to me. Like I can put any two any any two songs together and make it sound cool, but I like the yeah. ones that are fire. I don't know. 
I don't think I did that tell you before we start recording the one I'm gonna do for the holiday. No. Okay, I, I, I'll tell you all there just in case I'm gonna try to steal it. Yeah, but yeah, so me, I might try to steal it. So. And also, what's frustrating is that I'll do mashups and try to put them on SoundCloud, and SoundCloud pick and choose when they want to, um, when they want to yeah. take something down or not. So I'm like, man, I'd rather just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I'm getting a lot more traction with just doing long form mixes and putting it on SoundCloud and YouTube, and those get taken down sometimes too. But yeah, mashups. Um, I still do a mashup every once in a while uh, when something good comes to me. I think the last one was uh, the ski ye over the uh, make them say uh. That was kind of fire. Yeah, um, but yeah, fire. I just um, I like to be creative. But the stuff that I put out on social media is to grow followers um, organically, so I can get the numbers up, so I can get more opportunities. Um, speaking of one of your mashups, I religiously play the hot girl church girl matchup um i i love it um you know i love the the reaction it gets like you know what i'm saying i love the surprise element of it <laughs> like so i'm like man like this shit is perfect you know and um you know let's 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 talk about it real quick um you know with with Manny Fresh at uh, Orange Soda, he did a lot of flips, a, a lot of flips. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, not that they were whack, and not that he was whack. Um, I think, I think with stems, with stems, we are getting it's OD, right? I, I, I think, Agreed. I think we're at a point where it's OD trying to flip every single record. It's fun to mash it up. It's fun to sneak it in, like you said, doing a Tamiya Line dance record. Um, the uh, one I was just telling you about that I did was, you know, the Nelly Hot in Here. You know, we get tired of hearing Hot in Here. We don't heard it since 02, but I flipped it with the, uh, you know, the 900 number, if you know what that is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I flipped it with that, and it sounded... New again, you know what I'm saying? It sounded crisp. But I, I think um I think the the DJs are just abusing uh stems. How do you feel about that? Um I, I would agree. Um I do feel like it's kind of like when Fruity Loops come out, you know, some people make great beats, a lot of people make poor beats, just like when DJ <laughs> when DJ equipment became cheaper. And when controllers came out, a lot of people excelled with it, and a lot of people just did terrible shit with it. And the same thing with stems. I, I think the thing is, um, it all comes down to performance and what the crowd wants to hear. I've always argued with BI specifically that mashups don't work in Orange Soda because people want to hear what's familiar to them. And for the most part, they don't, unless it's like, I, I, like I said, I, I like to sprinkle them in where they make sense. Um, especially in a situation where you probably gonna hear the same songs as you always hear. I like to try to do something different, but I think, um, stems and mashups should be used, um, infrequently and just, just to change the mood a little bit. Um, two things I do want to say, um, about something you said previously. Um, one, the church girl flip. This is another example I was talking about. Um, there's a, a, a guy on the internet who, is notorious for his not notorious that's a negative he's famous for doing mashups amorphous or whatever 
So he did a mashup when Beyonce album first came out. Uh, Beyonce's mom reposted it. And uh, I think they use it in the show. And now he uh, has like a writing credit on the album. And also the guy that flipped the wetter. Um, yeah, the cover yeah. remix. Different guy. So in that situation. That shit I, turned into a whole fucking single. Right. Like she re- she relayed the vocals to that beat. Yeah. And gave him credit. And that's a separate guy. So one, I could sit there and be like, and why didn't you do that with mine? Because mine's is fire too. Like I, th- I feel like I, I deserve the same kind of shine because I made a good matchup. Or I could be like, you know, the opportunity wasn't for me. I'm, I'm gonna just keep doing my thing. Somebody gonna see it one day, and somebody gonna blow me up. So that's one as far as the previous conversation. The second thing is uh, Manny Fresh edits. Um, like I said, from a DJ aspect, they wasn't bad. But as far as a performance aspect, I think people expected Manny Fresh to play all Manny Fresh records. And the mashups were some of his records, but mashed up, so they didn't sound like it. And some were just regular mashups that sounded dope. Like I, I'm pretty sure he did a um, um, sexual healing, he a, blow the he whistle a mashup. Make, I think I think he, he did a, a make it last forever mashup. I think that was Bro. super fire. Yeah, the, like I said, it, it was tough. And as far as a DJ is concerned, fire. But everybody, a, a lot of people. We're upset that they didn't hear that many fresh produced hits the whole time. And like I said, I, I see both sides. Like he probably been playing them songs for the past 30 years and he want to actually DJ DJ, which is that's what this event is about. Um, but he didn't end up playing them at the end. So back to, so, so back to the point, mashups are cool. Let's not overdo it and let's make sure it makes sense. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Um you know, doing your mashups, you do you do your countdown uh, videos. Um, one thing I take away is when you do like uh, like like you said with Dustin do, but you do it with DJ gear. Yeah. You know, um, I love your your tips videos. Pause. Um, you. Hey yo. <laughs> um, why do you why do you give out that free game? Because I mean, it's a lot of game. Um, when you do like, you know, your DJ, DJ tutorial videos, basically, because I've definitely um, watched them a few times. Like, oh, this is all I need. Like, I bet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so the answer to this is the same reason why I don't charge people for DJ lessons, because money can't be the barrier of entry. So, like, if, I, if I'm going to pay you or if you're going to pay me to ask me a question or get some advice, that just means that all you got to have is money and I'm going to give you this game. And for me, it's about, you know, I can give you all this information. This is information I found on the internet or just I went through it with experiences. So you can find it somewhere else. I would just be happy to give it to you because maybe it's the one thing you need to get to the next level. And who am I to gatekeep that? You know what I mean? And it's going to come back to me tenfold because um, you're learning something that you didn't know. And because of that, I expect you to be grateful and then, you know, just follow or share or just do something that, you know, or, or, or even pass it on. Like, like we said on previous episodes, I didn't have nobody really to give me information outside of like geo great Mr. King. Those are the only ones that were like, yeah, I see what you're doing. I listen to you. Oh, and Fundy. I see what you're doing. I listen to your mix. You should do X, Y, Z. So if I had meet myself when I was first started DJing, bro, in year 16, I'd be out of here. 
but I didn't. So why yeah. not give other people that game um, and just put it out there? And it's just more intriguing content because like people that don't DJ was like, oh, there's wireless XLRs. I never knew that. Or yeah. <laughs> or, or like, and, and, but back to specific about DJs, I hate when DJs come in and not prepared when they come to a set. So I'm like, here's the wires that you need in your bag all the time. Keep these on you all the time. Or I don't think y'all understand what goes into me performing. So let me show you all this shit. I got it set up for this party since you think DJing is easy. So it's just like charging for that. That's nickel and diamond. I didn't get into DJ into nickel and dime people. Like if you want to give me some money, give me like pay to come see me DJ or come to a free event and spend some money at the bar. But outside of that, like if I'm, gatekeep information that means i'm scared you're gonna take my spot and we know that's not gonna happen so <laughs> um so and, or if you take this information and you end up being a more successful dj than me I, I don't need the props i know that i put something into the world that made somebody else's life easier or more successful that there was a tweet that was like um brag about your biggest accomplishment in 2023 and for me it was i was able to help djs get where they need to go whether it was following chubby around and making content for him so that people can see what he does or um helping reva get in, get into dc and then me and her take it together or just booking djs and put money in their pocket where wouldn't nobody else book them or Thank give them a look yeah Thank so you. and like i'm not saying i'm responsible for niggas careers but i helped and if I can help, I'm gonna help. Um, real quick, um, I definitely wanna your relationship with Chubby Swag seems like it's grown so much. And um, you know, I follow him. He's he seems like a, a, a great person. He's definitely a dope DJ. You know what I'm saying? Um and just talk about how that relationship has grown and talk about the how much better Reva is got in getting every year. Like, so I'm it's gonna two do different sides. It's like somebody that yeah. was already popping that, you know, that you're helping and he's helping you. And then it's somebody you help, you know, with the, the with the come up. Right. So I'm going to talk to Reva point first. Don't fret big. Don't fret. Don't forget it. Um, don't fret. I love you. I think, uh, <laughs> and, and it'll be, no, I think, uh, Chuck and Chase and B.I. probably said it best. And they all said this separately. They was like, more and more often am I standing there having a conversation and I turn around like, what the fuck did she just do? Cause it's crazy. And that's how you know, especially when you're around people that are around DJs all the time. So not to say they're not impressed, but they hear dope shit all the time when they yeah. stop what they're doing. Like, God damn. Um, that, and that, they, that's the, not to mean to cut you off, which I'm notorious for doing, but that feeling when somebody turns around, like, that is the best feeling in the world as a DJ. That's, um, I might just be speaking for myself right now, but that's better than busting on that, in my opinion. When people be like, nah, but. Yeah. <laughs> nah, when, when like, <laughs> I, I um, uh, not to get off on a tangent, but I was, when I, was first DJing, yeah. I, when I first started DJing, when I first started DJing, I was in a dark place in my life and I didn't, um, I didn't get any, uh, um, positive energy from a lot of things. And I learned that playing music and watching people react positively is what 
um, made me feel better about myself. And to this day, it still gives me those same vibes of like, I can be having the worst day. If I put a song on or put something on, like uh, when, we, when we, me and you did that um, event at the uh, location we're going to talk about no more, and I played uh, Nutmeg. That's a piece of that location. Yeah, uh, I, I played Nutmeg, and people like our mom was like, yeah, like that yeah. feeling, bro, ain't, ain't nothing better yeah. than that. But yeah, so Reva, um, I think she's more comfortable um, with the technical side of DJing. Um, and so now she's being able to be more creative on her own and, and experiment more, which is the natural progression for DJs. Once you, it's like playing chess. Once you learn the rules, then you learn your own strategy and what yeah. works and what doesn't. So, um, she's been able to experiment more different genres, uh, different moods. She's played a lot of songs that aren't so that I was like, damn, I never thought to play that or I've never played that. And so it's just going to get bigger and better. And, and on top of that, she's juggling a lot of stuff in life and still, Progressing as a DJ. So, yeah. So, hats off to her. I always said that um, I feel like if she's not a better DJ than me, when she gets to my point, then I failed. So, um, and she's on, she's on track to, she's way better than I was in the fifth year. So, yeah, her, her confidence is, um, it's, it's exciting to watch, you know, and like, I always say this, you know, I was there at the Callahan's <laughs> and I just seen what she did at Orange Soda. So it's yep. like two different people, you know what I'm saying? Two different people. So. And now um, she's proven multiple times this year that she, uh, headlining Orange Soda ain't a thing, you know? And so, you I know. Just do what she do. Lay I mean, it's real big Shaq and Kobe energy, me and her. Um, now, really Chubby awesome. Swag. I appreciate that. Chubby Swag. When I met him, first of all, for those that don't know or didn't hear the episode, LA-based DJ went to Howard. Howard DJs, if you don't know, are, I can say some of the best DJs I've ever heard because they're very That's aggressive. Um, they're very good on the mic. And yeah, and like, <laughs> people like Chase B, like Howard DJs. Um, uh, young Guru. Right. <laughs> Looking, shout out to Lowe. I, I just found out he went to Howard too. Shout out yeah, to Lowe. Yeah. Um, great DJ. And I always say this great DJ, even better person. Cause when I, when I met him, he was like, or when I first interacted with him, he's like, Oh, this is dope. We need to blow you up. And that's always been like everything he's been about is like, you know, putting other people in position to win and um, being about wow. business. I so more Columbus people did that. Right. And like, me, Go ahead. Me, meeting him has changed my whole aspect and outlook on DJing as a whole. And we can talk about that later. But the short of it is, I never knew there's people out there that would be so adamant about like, oh, you don't, let me put you on. And it's because they so secure in their spot. They like, well, you're not about to take my spot anyway, but let me go ahead and push you uh, towards your own lane. And so you can blow that up. And then, you know, just, and you know, it's, it's all about relationship building. So that's also, that's the main reason why I try to, uh, I accompany him for Howard Homecoming this weekend. I'm like, bro, you've done so many favors for me. You gave me so many different looks. Like, let me come, you know, and use my um, video uh, skills to document what's going on and then, you know, put some footage together for you because this is the only way I know how to repay you. And so that's what happens when you foster real relationships with DJs. And that's the best way to excel your career is that like, if you try to call a random club in Chicago and like, Hey, book me, then we're like, they, they gonna hang up on you. But yeah. 
if you have a genuine relationship with the DJ that's normally there, you you come pull up on them for for no other reason, just to like I, I support what you do. They're more likely to be like, well, damn, next time you're in town, bring your laptop and you can rock too. And so, I mean, but don't 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 let that be the intention, but because you know have a real real relationship and a real conversation with other DJs and stop being worried about who's better and who's not. That's another thing. We got to stop hating on other DJs just because they don't do what you do the way you do it. Like there's Man. always somebody better. There's always somebody worse. Um, nine times out of 10, we all play the same music. I, I mean, it's just different orders. So yeah. me you telling know, you, uh, look, King, King said that to me. Yeah, King was like, Two two things stuck out. Not and you know, it's not about me, but I, you know, I love to insert myself in these situations. Two things. Uh, Mr. King was like, "Nigga, I give you my playlist. I bet you can't play them like me." Right. <laughs> and the other one was me and you was at Marvin's, and he was like, "Play whatever. I don't care. You don't have to hold back because I'm here." Right. Like because I'm a play. <laughs> I'm gonna do what I do. And both of those situations. It, it showed me the confidence in your DJ ability. And it was like, do what you do, Trav. Like, don't worry. Like, a good DJ is going to be able to, you can play all the hits. A good DJ is going to be able to get busy. And, you know, not That's, that you ever want to burn, burn a, no pun intended, burn a DJ out, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that just let me know, like, oh shit, like, I got the freedom. Now I can hoop. You know? That's why I go last at Orange Soda because I'm like, I can adapt to wherever y'all play. And in addition to what you said, like, that's what me and King's supposed to do because you a young, a younger career, younger and career DJ. Um, you trying to get your feet wet and you, because of that, might not have the same range and catalog. So why put limits on you when I know I can, I can just adapt. I want you to be comfortable when you DJ and so you can get in your bag I, I, instead of worrying about, I can't play this. I can't play this. I can't play this. And that's how we should be supporting each other. And I met so many DJs over the, over the, over this year. I met DJ, I met at least three DJs that are millionaires off of just DJing. And never would never they look at me like, nigga, who is you? Or or, yeah. or you ain't got what I got, or whatever. It's, it's all love. It's just like there, there's literally people say this all the time. There's literally a, enough room for everybody. So you trying to hoard or trying to, you know, not lose your night at this certain club. Uh, I feel like it's really insecurity because I feel like DJs don't network because they know they're really trash. And another DJ gonna stand next to you and be like, um, they won't say it out loud, but they probably be like, uh, you should probably work on some of that. And people don't want to hear that. They just want to make a little bit of money, play the records and keep their relationship with the promoter. So yeah, uh, Chubby Swag has always been about what can we do to blow you up? Or like, he'll, he'll even like, he'll, he'll, I'll, I'll post on online and he's like, he'll text me out of the blue and be like, oh, um, I'm trying to do this promo shit for this gig I got. But as soon as I do that, I'm going to repost your shit. I'm like, bro, I didn't, I never did ask you or expect you to repost it. But yeah, yeah. Well. But, appreciate it because he, he know his platform bigger than mine and he's trying to get me in front of um other people he i was like hey i'm coming to la you think i can get a gig with you or something he's like all right i'm gonna make a phone call he put his name on the line to say hey uh this uh the dime in la which is a kind of a hole-in-wall bar but it's like a is where everybody goes. LA, everybody knows it's gonna be a good time. It's LA. <laughs> LA yeah. hole in the wall is not Columbus hole in the wall. It's like it's like, it's like and this, this ain't no slight to our bar, but it's like our bar, but it's in LA. It's, it's that size, it's yeah. that vibe. 
And so he let me come out there and DJ with him. And, and because I know he put his name on the line, I, I definitely, I'm not going out of the bullshit. I'm, I'm going to go out there to do my best. And then, so the next time he told me it was intentional that I'm going to make sure you get the night, but you got to promote it because I, I want, the, I, I, I want you to show them that you can stand on your own. So I went out there, did the whole night by myself, did the promotion, did the videos how I normally do. And now I think I can safely announce on this podcast that I'm probably going to be there once a month in 2024. That's just fine. just off of somebody giving me an opportunity he didn't take none of my money he's like oh i need half of none of that you know we obviously split it because we both dj but the second thing i was all all payment for me and now he even had the conversation of all oh, my, my man's gonna come out every month what's up and it's all based on he believed in me he so he gave me an opportunity i respect him putting his name on the line so i ain't go out there and bullshit like somebody give you the ball don't fumble and yeah, now right. now we rocking so. We can't ask more than respect and opportunity, right? We 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 really can't ask for much more because that'll lead to the bag. You know, I know everybody, I need the bag, I need the bag, I need the bag. Cool, we all need the bag. Bills don't play themselves, but somebody you respect, give me an opportunity. It's such a, a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, I, I, love, I love that story. Um, 2024, um, so fresh off the probably be in LA once a month. What else do you have planned in 2024? Um, so as I stated before on the live, I'm definitely in my AR bag. We uh working on my first project as an AR, uh, making sure this good music is being made. Oh yeah. Um, actually, before that, I, the, the number one thing, and I think other DJs need to hear this. Uh, I'm working on my health because this year I got diagnosed with diabetes type two. Um, so ever since then, I've, I've been working on that. Um, I finally got me a CPAP machine because sleep apnea was eventually going to kill me if, if we being straight up. Yeah, and, I need one. I ain't going to you. And uh, it's important. And I I sleep. Uh, for those that know me, no, I, I snore like a bear. But with that on, yeah. it's silence. Um, so <laughs> the priority is get my health in order <laughs> so I can go more places and do more things because I can't DJ if I'm dead. And that's just a reality. Um, also, um, and the reason I bring it up, DJs stop eating bullshit after the club, um, go home, drink some water, go to bed and have a nice breakfast in the morning. Um, take care of your bodies. Like I know it's cool to DJ and drink and go crazy and eat unhealthy, go to White Castle outdoors, but that, that take a toll. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to be 40 and I, I can't do it like I used to anymore. So number one, I'm going to be in better health in 2024, trying to be in LA once a month. Um, really, it's just about elevating the brand. Um, I want to play music for as many people as possible, and so the plan is to get out, meet all these people that I still haven't met that that that, that I politic with online. Um, go to New York, um, go to Vegas. Um, I want to make sure by the by this time next year, Stacy is a regular DJ in Vegas. You know what I mean. Um, yeah, that'd be dope, especially Vegas. Yeah, she uh, she got the connects. She just got to, uh, you know, and, and and more importantly, she got the the music taste. So she's gonna get the technique now, like more than anybody else I know. She got great taste in music. She's got to get the technique now, and she'd be good to go. Um, other twenty four twenty four plans. Um, really, just I want to 
put more people in position to win. I want to pass on everything I learned and, um, you know, put it into DJ Black and Recio and Don't Fret and Stacy and um, shout out to Bernard. That's another guy I still haven't got up with, but he's been trying to um, get with me to DJ. Um, there's people that, people that DM me on Instagram too, um, that they just bought a controller and they're trying to get the game too. So really just that's the main goal. Um, if I'm talking about tangible goals, bro, I want to do boiler room. I feel yeah. like, I feel like I would shut boiler room down. Um, Man. And I mean, that, that has to be, if you're a performing DJ, that has to be one of the goals. And, you know, for the, for the guys and listeners, you don't know what boiler room is. That's cool. Um, but if you're a DJ, if you're a DJ, and you don't know what boiler room is. Then, uh, slipping. Don't, don't talk to me about DJ. That's cool. <laughs> um, and lastly, like I want to, I say this every year. I've been saying this for probably 15 years. I want to get into producing my own music. Um, it's just very tedious and I am not a tedious person. Um, but that's definitely in the plans, but just overall, just being more creative. Um, I still want to uh, get these scratches together, get these cuts together. Cause that's really just like playing the piano. Like you're not going to get it unless you practice every day. And I have no excuse to not practice. Like you see the, it's always set up behind me. It's always ready to go. So, um, yeah, 2024 is going to be more health, more wealth, and just uh, more traveling and get my name out there. Where you know how I feel, bro. You know I got your back on this. Um, I can I can already hear it now. Oh, I tried to do the orange soda. Then he interview burn. I bet he orange soda now. I can hear it now. But uh, you know me. Um, That's I'm crazy secure. because um, I'm secure in who I am. So. That's the uh, that's the problem, and I can't say it's a Columbus thing, because I'm sure it happens everywhere else. Is that like, why not? Like, I feel like anybody with any type of business acumen can see the vision. Um, so you should be able to see the vision, and even if you don't, why not be like, oh, shout out to them that they obviously doing their thing. I don't know nothing about it, but I salute it. Yeah. That should be what it is, but it's not. But uh, all I know is. Um, when I get to the level that I want to be at, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see, I'm going to change as much as I can because there's a lot of creative people here in the city, not just DJs, but rappers, uh, photographers, uh, yeah, you know, visual creative, artists, creative. creatives in general. And uh, we all deserve a shot and just nobody comes to Columbus. But I feel like over the years we've, uh, Orange Soda specifically has let people know like Columbus ain't, Columbus ain't just, a city in the state, same state as Cleveland. Like yeah, uh, for so yeah, long, people yeah. were like, you from Ohio where Cleveland? I'm like, bro, shout out to LeBron. Cause that's the only reason you even know that city. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah like sure. Columbus is, we here, man. <laughs> we here. Definitely. Man. So I appreciate, uh, I appreciate your time. You know what I'm saying, man? Uh, I can't wait to rock, uh, another orange soda. <laughs> I can't wait to rock with you again. Like we did at that place that we're not going to name. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we definitely got to bring that back. But it sounds like you're wrapping up. So uh, let me start with my questions for you now. Oh, shit. Okay. All Just real right, quick, right. real quick. Um, You know, okay, okay. 12 months of DJing. Um, yes. What, um, ha- like, what's your biggest takeaway that you've learned in the past 12 months? Um, And what do you say is your biggest struggle? And what's the future look like for you? So, um, 
last November, I got the ring. I got the ring one. Um, you know, and that's when, uh, you know, shout out to my best friend, Raina. She's like, you going to DJ take it serious. You know, you got that little controller, a little piece of shit. You know, you you just you try to be cute. Like, if you don't take it serious, step it up. So I did that. Um, the, the thing I learned most is that you practice still matters. Facts. That's that's what I learned the most. Like practice still matters. Um, Cause it's been, it's been times where I didn't practice all week and I got a gig and I feel like, you know, at least for the first hour, like, man, everything's off. Like, why is this blending? Like, why is this like the little stuff is off? You know what I'm saying? And I scratch in my blend. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, why is this off like this? You know, and that's just come from practice. Uh, practice still matters. Um, also, my confidence. I I feel, I honestly feel, you can put me in a room now and I can go. You know, I might not be headliner material, but I feel like I, you put me in a room, I can go. And I've done parties in the last year where, you know, it's been outside of ML Lounge. You know what I'm saying? I know people can come to ML Lounge and that's more like a bar type of situations, but it's been parties that I've done where I've got busy. And I'm right. like, all right, you know, my cop, my jumper is falling. That's how I feel. Like, yeah, my jumper is falling. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, one of the biggest events was the, uh, you know, like you said, you did the tailgate this year, man. I did Mike Dawson's t- uh, tailgate, you know, with uh, DJ D Boogie. Shout out to Big Bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't know what to expect. I just know I had to perform. And I know they needed clean music. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start in the BPMs from 106 and go up mm-hmm. just to see what I can do with this. You know, mm-hmm. it was a challenge and, uh, you know, they loved it. Everybody loved it. I never, um, you know, first time I got tips as a DJ, uh, you know, people coming out of the blue, just like, Hey, this is amazing. And that gave me so much more confidence. Um, one of the hardest things um, I have to block out is the chatter um, or, you know, worrying about what people think. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still, um, I, I'm not there yet, just to be honest with you. You know, I'm not there yet, still worrying about what people think. And, and um, like, oh, I'm still trapped. Like, I understand and I know how critical I am. So I have to give people grace and let them be critical too. Yep. Um, but I still be like in my mind, like, hey, I'm still trapped. Like, be respectful on how you critique, you know? What right, I'm right. So I, I, uh, that's been the hardest thing is like walking a fine line of letting people have their opinion and not feeling disrespected and feeling disrespected. Um, and that's just the honest to God truth uh, about it. Um, 2024, I want to do bigger. I want to do bigger venues. You know, I I, I want Orange Soda this time the main stage and not an opener. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I don't. I I want that third slot. You know what I'm saying? I want that second slot when people are actually there. Right. They can hear me. You know what I'm saying? I want bigger venues. I want 
better test to be like, all right, am I really a good DJ or am I just really good DJ in my living room? You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to practice with you. I want to practice with King. I want to practice with IQ. I want to practice with Crate. I want to practice with, oh, like for real, like not just, I'm going to teach you how to scratch. Like, all right, cool. No, I want to learn how to party, party rock for real. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So those are my goals for 2024. Just um, bigger and better venues and becoming a better student and actually practicing. So when it is time for me to show up to the gym, you know, niggas know. Like, <laughs> okay, right. he, he's about to get busy. Because, I, you know, I, as, as a person that loves music, not just likes music, a person that loves music, um, I want to learn how to play different genres. I want to learn how to mix it all together. And that tailgate was a, a perfect example that, oh, I can I can play Queen and then I can go into a hip-hop set, you know what I'm saying? Right. And not feel like, damn. Like, and, you know, I want to work on my transitions. I just want to get better, man. That's the goal, just to get better and better and better. And right. I do want to <laughs> get out of state and DJ, too. Just to see. Listen, man, I mean, you know, you told me your goals. Uh, I'm going to do what I can to um, facilitate those for you um, because you're passionate about it. And, you know, that's really all it takes for me is there's something you're passionate about it. And right. I'm also confident that, that uh, you know, two years from now, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm done DJing because, you know, it's not my vibe anymore. You know, a lot of people just nah. put stuff to be cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some people want to be cool. Like, that. I, I've been that, you know what I'm saying? I've been all the cool. I can be as cool as you can get. I've been, I've been all the outsides that you could be at. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I just shook all the hands and kissed all the babies, man. It ain't about being cool anymore. Right. This is, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, this is my video game. I don't play video games. This is my video game. Right. Um, there's a um, there's you a get money from video games. <laughs> yeah, there's a Columbus DJ cycle here, and let me know if you agree or disagree with this. So ah. <laughs> somebody decides they want to DJ for whatever reason. Yes. They buy the equipment. They buy the equipment. Yeah. They got a vibe. They, they got like a little lane they're in. Yeah. Um, they usually um, go out and play some songs that normally don't get played terribly though. Cause no transition, no practice. Um, uh, if they got a little buzz, a promoter, ah. will, <laughs> if they got a little buzz, uh, a promoter will, you know, pump them up and give them opportunities because it's somebody different. It's a look. Um, but, you know, a year a year or two pass, they ain't getting no better. They don't get no respect from my other DJs. They don't get no other gigs. The promoter's like, oh, you old news now. And then once they're not getting no more motion because they only got into Be Famous anyway, um, they move on to something else. And this, this, this look, I've been DJing for 16 years. This is a cycle. Seen a lot come, seen a lot of go. Just like yeah, Drake man. said, uh, you know, I'm tired of hearing about who you're checking for now. Let's give it a decade. We'll see who's still around. Word, word, um, word. But yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like, I mean, I run with a DJ crew, you know what I'm saying? So we've seen uh, people try to, you know, step in and do what they do and, and then disappear. And it's like, oh, bro, you know, what you doing with your tables, bro? Oh, they just sitting in the basement, bro. Like, right. just sell them motherfuckers, man. I'm buying. <laughs> right. Or they only around to like when somebody call them, like, oh, I need a DJ for cheap. And like, okay, I got, I got you. But they don't really 
actively participate. They just a DJ by, you know, because they say they are and they just happen. You know, I mean, but I know the game. I know the game. That's all the game. Yeah, um, one thing I do want to say before we get out of here is that uh, I do want to, the biggest thing I've learned is, oh, two things. One of my goals for 2024 is I want to be on a road podcast uh, because they have great DJ topics on there and they're mainly West Coast. And I feel like they need to see what we got going on here. I need to tell them about Orange Soda. And I told them. We need to them, make this a clip. We need to make this part a clip. Oh, no, for sure. Um, um, I talked, shout out to DJ Crooked and uh, also uh, big RIP. Shout out to DJ Neva. Um, he unfortunately passed away. He's yeah. one of those. Um, a shout out to DJ Crooked. And, and they rock with, uh, they rock with uh, Wine Up Heavy. Oh, yeah. So I'm a super Wine Up fan. So. And uh, it's crazy because I, I I started watching that podcast not because of DJ because uh, hip hop was on there and he was talking Rockefeller shit and I'm like oh this yeah. is dope mm-hmm. but uh, shout out to DJ Crooked uh, that's my Korean cousin um, I told him I'm like you know soon enough I'm gonna be big enough to be a guest on here so just put a pin in this <laughs> and I ain't there yet but I'm uh, I'm gonna get on there for sure that's a 2024 goal but the biggest thing I learned this this year from DJ I'm gonna look into the camera is that. <laughs> You got to network with these DJs. And if your first thought when you hear a DJ is like, oh, he or she and all that, or I'm better than them, you looking at it the wrong way. You it's lost. A, like we all, like I said, we all play the same music for the most part. Um, some people are better. Some people are worse. Um, and there's always in every creative field, there's always somebody in a position that you don't think they deserve. But you hating on them is not going to make you a better DJ. It's not going to get you the opportunity. So if you're not getting no gigs, what you need to do is find some DJs to build rapport with, actually build rapport and not just to get a gig. Excuse me. You know, get some game from them. And you see how Trav just said what he want to do. A lot of people wouldn't wouldn't come on the recorded podcast and say, I really want to do Orange Soda because they not... Like they make it, they think it make him feel look like a sucker. Like n- no, like ain't nothing wrong with saying that. Like I really want this opportunity, and I'm gonna work for it. Like that don't make you like Travis. No, like not beneath me because he said that. Like the same way, like if you want opportunities, you gotta um, prepare for them. You gotta be ready for them. You gotta uh, earn them, and then once you get them, you can't fuck them up. Because a lot of times, that's what happens. A lot of times with big artists and bigger anything like they'll try to give somebody a look that they wasn't ready for and they fuck it up it was like all right i'm never gonna let one of you niggas do this again and so it, it take away from the real creatives because the real creatives um deserve these looks and so yes please network with djs stop worrying about who you better than or who don't deserve the looks that they getting and start thinking about what can i do to make myself more um, I think oh, uh, DJ Mo Beat said this. Um, it's like, what do you have to offer? Like, like yeah. you can't, if you're telling me you can come up here and play the songs I play better than me, that ain't really nothing to offer. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, what man. do you have to offer to my event for me to be like, oh, I mess with you. And it could also be like, we have a genuine relationship and I see what you're doing and you're passionate about it. So I'm going to give you a look and that's not gatekeeping and that's not favoritism. That's how relationships work. And that happens in every other line of work. So yeah. Also <laughs> y'all got to stop coming to orange soda saying orange soda is whacking and saying, Oh, y'all should book me. That's not going to get you booked. That's not <laughs> look. learn how to put the weed in the bag, then get money. <laughs> or also, I got uh, real quick, man. I uh, 
I gotta shout out the Nasty Boys, man. <laughs> shout, out, shout out my crew, man. Nasty Boys, DJ, man. You know, DJ Dan Corbett, DJ Ike, man. Them was my guys, man. Uh, you know, um, I know me. Like, I'll take it serious. I just want them guys, you know, if if they if they if we focus, man, we can have we can have a lot of fun with that. You know, what oh, I'm one thousand percent, because you know, cornbread, nice. Uh, yeah, Dame, yeah, yeah. nice. I I, yeah. I actually haven't heard Ike DJ yet. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he I, I I fucks with Ike. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I fucks with Ike. I fuck with, I, uh, like like he cool with me. I, I'm I'm cool yeah. with him as a person. I just never. I, I remember him saying that he's starting a DJ, and I forgot yeah. that was a thing because I never heard him DJ. But that don't mean yeah. he's not good. But y'all are all diverse. And I feel yeah. like, you know, and that's another thing is like, and we're all personalities in our, well, especially me and Brandon in our own right. And Ike is, you know, Ike is dope. Uh, I think his song selection is amazing. Um, and Dame is probably the best one out of all of us. Um, you know, I'm always going to make sure if I'm outside, Dame is outside. So, um, you know, I, I just think, you know, Orange Soda is inspiring. So, of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> y'all are the bar not saying that we going to start a party and and go there but it's still inspiring to see you know me being in the venue watching 1100 people rock like yeah wow if i'm not inspired then i shouldn't even be in the game you know what i'm saying so right and now some like i should be up there like no nah. like, like 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 let's let's build it up Cause I, I trust me, and uh, uh, Bi said this on the podcast. It never came out, and it won't because it sounds terrible. Um, there's not somebody in the city that's not a dope DJ that we haven't booked or tried to book. So it's got it's some it's some self reflection you guys got to have if you if you are asking yourself why we don't fuck with you, uh, or it could just be like, like like we said about King. We literally were like. Damn, we never booked DJ Mr. King. That's crazy. He need to be on the next one. And he was on the next one. <laughs> so there's a lot of moving parts. And there's so many DJs that, you know, so many DJs in the city. If you want a shot, ain't nothing wrong with just, well, for one, come to the party. Like, I don't know how you want a <laughs> DJ party you've never been to. Two, stop coming to the party like, and, and no one's ever said it to me directly because they know better. But I've heard from other people like, oh, man, they got songs up there. They trash. I don't know why they didn't book me. That's crazy. They don't like me. And uh, and when we get off this, I'm going to tell yeah. you who it was because you, you'll be surprised who it was. And I'm like, that ain't going to get you where you want to go. Like, Hayden, yeah. like, Hayden, and I mean, it might be a Columbus thing, but for so long, I was it always like, I was always like, why them and not me? And as soon as I changed my mindset, like, what can I do to make myself better? All this shit started happening. So please, if you take anything from this, this whole conversation we have is that stop hating on somebody else, focus on what you can do to be better and make your own way. And then everything you want is going to come to you. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's, That's it. it. We're going to wrap it up like that, man. Um, DJ Byron, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my brother. Um, Likewise. You know, uh, we have these conversations offline a lot. Um, and um, so it's always dope to do it on camera. Uh, pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, once you reach uh, 25,000 on IG, man, we'll do it again, man. Fuck it.
Bro, that's gonna be next week. As soon as I drop this content, right, that's, nah. what I'm that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? We could be the new roads. You know what I'm saying? Nah, <laughs> we, listen, be wild. Um, <laughs> we need to. Um, also, big shout out to you because, you. like I said, a lot of people say they want to DJ, and then they, if once they figure out how hard it is, they fall off. You obviously are driven by passion, and therefore man. anything you need, like I'm gonna try to make it happen. At the end of the night, man. <laughs> That breakdown at the end of the night to carry into the car to carry it in the house. Oh my god, bro! And 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 that's the downside of having um, most of your students be um, women because I can't make them break the speakers down. <laughs> I would look crazy, so I'm like, I need to hire a dude to come in here and do this. Not to say they can't do it because they they set up there and tear on their own equipment all the time. It's just that I don't feel right being like, hey, right. since you my understudy, come carry this fifty pound speaker out of here. So, but yeah, shout out to you. Um, appreciate you having this conversation. Um, Thank you, man. We could probably do this once a week, especially off of the DJ scene here. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's, it's, it's definitely a pleasure. Maybe once a month, we we we'll circle back there. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right, my G, I'm out of here. Needle two.